This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yo, you are now in tune to end the conversation podcast. This is the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. And if you are a listener of this show, then you know if I'm introducing the show, that means D Lemon is not in today. D Lemon is off shooting, getting that work, getting that money, home alone. But not really alone. I brought a guest, brought a friend of mine in who's a, a New York City actor, working actor. You know what I'm saying? But before we get to him, I'm going to introduce him in just a second. I want to um, send some special words out to, uh, we have a lot of listeners that are in Houston that check in all the time. So I want to make sure that we you know, recognize all our fam in Houston and make sure that uh, everybody's okay. If you can, check in on the Facebook or the uh, SoundCloud. Let us know that you're still out there. You know what I'm saying? And then um, and here we go. We're gonna get into it. So in the on my right hand side, <laughs> literally, I have my man Stephen Hill, who's an actor. I'm gonna let him tell y'all all of the things that he's been in and what he does and how he does it. But he's a homie of mine. I shot some stuff with him before back in the day day. And uh yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I figured, you know, since we're rounding down the summer of, you know what I'm saying, the good TV watching. You know what I'm saying? I thought I'd bring in an actor who has a lot of experience in that world and and uh, can give us some uh, ins and outs of, of how that how that how those shows work or how how acting works in that life. Okay, okay. What's going on, family? How's everybody doing out there? Stephen Hill in the house. We Thank, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Thanks for having me on, bro. Ah, uh, no doubt, man. No doubt. Always, man. It's yeah. always good to see you. Um, I was I was uh, hoping that you were in town. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I'm. You know. I'm not at that level where I'm flying in and out of town too much, you know. But I did work in Chicago this summer. Mm-hmm. What worked was that? on uh, Steve McQueen's uh, film uh, Widows. Now, you know, some people might not know who Steve McQueen is. Yeah, because a lot of people, even in Chicago, you know, when I say it, some people go, "Oh, the old, he's still alive." You know, they think yeah, they're the old, old school the, actor the, from like the forties, fifties, right, right, or whatever. Right. But um, Steve McQueen is the director of uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh British. British guy, yeah. Right. Yeah, so black director, from, black director from from, from mm-hmm. the UK. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what y'all working on? Yep. Uh definitely one of the better better directors I've ever worked with, man. He was really, really cool and open to uh uh a lot of uh input from the actors, which was which is always a plus for, for an actor. But um yeah, so the film is uh I wanna call it a heist film in a way. Um but it stars uh, Violet Davis, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, Robert Duvall. That's some big, bold face names. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, Colin Farrell. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, the dude that plays Paperboy on ATL. Okay. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. That's who I'm, I run with in the film. Daniel Kaluuya is the uh, lead of Get Out. Uh, okay. Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Elizabeth Debicki. Is it Elizabeth or Samantha? It's Elizabeth Debicki. And uh, just a slew of people in this, That's in this dope. film. Man. Yeah. How you feeling about it? Uh, I feel great, man. I feel great. My part wasn't the, the biggest part, you know, but I have this uh, thing where I come in 
I do what I do on my little, I take a smaller part and make it somewhat a little bigger every time mm-hmm. um, and uh, make it memorable. So if uh, all is well and I don't hit the cutting room floor, you know, <laughs> I, I, have a no very, I have some very memorable moments in the film. Well, speaking of memorable moments, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, kind of bring us up to speed on some of the stuff you've been in, some of the, you know, where they could have seen you or where they could check you out. Okay. So... You know, Marvel is going going pretty strong these days, and I did uh episode of Luke Cage. Okay. Um, what was your part? I play Pop's son. Okay. Pop's is, uh, you know, if you watch the, the show, he's kind of the guy that runs this barbershop that Luke is um, operating out of, and uh, something happens to him, and then I come in, in this one scene in the big church, and, uh, you know, I put it down. I put in some... Uh, <laughs> some some uh, some tears. <laughs> Cried for like five hours shooting that damn thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, for the, all all for them to just like kind of kind of not really have me on camera much, which was weird, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I play Pop Son, hoping I come back. Mm-hmm. I know they're filming it now. They may even be, be done the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm hoping I come back. So how is that? Like, okay, let's let's you know, y'all know how to find them. You know what I'm saying? Hit that Google box. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Stephen Hill, that IMDB. Yeah. Check him out. Use IG. IG is a good place to go for me. That's IG? where I'm mostly like. What's your, what's your IG? Uh, Stephen Hill, uh, ACTS. Okay. I have Steve. to say the ACTS because you can't say it Stephen without Hill's it sounding acts. like. You can't say the word acts uh, without it sounding like acts, A-X. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard. Stephen Hill, Stephen with a PH, y'all. PH. Not Stephen B T Stephen. Nah, nah. I get I get that all the time, and sometimes I get in parties for free because of it. So it's cool, and he knows it too. He tells the joke every time I see him. Oh, this is my this is Stephen Hill. He introduced me to um <laughs> to the uh to the lady the head lady at B T one day like that. He was like, yeah, this is Stephen Hill. This is Stephen Hill. <laughs> he thinks that's the funniest joke ever, but whatever. No doubt. Yeah. So. <clears throat> You've been on the ground, man. Tell us about the the hustle, like the business of Hollywood, like, of, of of getting it in. Like, and you're not in L.A. You're in New York. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, what's the difference between the two cities and and how you go about getting it in? All right, I'm a, I'm gonna just keep it funky with hey, everybody. That's, that's, you know? that's we in the conversation. Um, you know, I I try to be politically correct, but I'm tired of being politically correct. You know, I've been on this in this grind for a really long time. Going to a bunch of film festivals, all the black film festivals, like all <laughs> of them joints, you know, ABFF in, in Miami and sometimes in New York, Urban World in New York several times. ABFF won an award, um, won an award in, uh, at uh, Black Star in Philly, won an award at um, Pan African in L.A., won an award in uh, Chicago at the uh, Black Harvest, you know, so... Been maybe somewhere between eight to ten years hitting all these festivals. And a major way in where the films are very highly received, um, either winning awards or either I win an award or I host a part of the festival, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think that that would translate into, okay, some of these other people, that celebrities that uh, frequent those festivals as well, Kind of picking you up and say, "Hey, bro, mm-hmm. I see you doing your thing, man. Mm-hmm. You've been doing your thing for the last three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten years. Th- yeah. So, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to at least give you at least a small role on my film so that wow. uh, you can make some money to, to sustain yourself <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> <To live. laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, not even, I'm not even saying like, yo, give me the lead role in your film. I'm just saying, can I audition, bro? Right, right. You know, and it doesn't really happen. But so. do you think, do you think as far as the festival circuit, it's something I'm an outsider. I'm not really on the Hollywood festival circuit at all. You know what I'm saying? All the work I do is outside, renegade, you know what I mean, on my own, with friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> from the outside looking in, it seems like it's like kind of like some people get caught into the rhythm of just the festivals. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to shoot this short specifically for these festivals, and yeah. I'm going to go out in the world and do these festivals all year or do the whole circuit. And that becomes kind of like their life and their routine of of the way they do it. Not saying that they don't want to blow, but their exercise becomes a routine mm -hmm. as opposed to kind of shaking shit up and and doing something maybe that's different, that's outside of the system a little yeah. bit. Like, do you see that? Like, is it, how do, how do, is that even valid, first well, of all? Yeah, it's definitely valid. And, and the way it works is almost every indie film, Right, there's indie film, and then there's like the Steve McQueen film, which was indie, mm -hmm. but it had a whole lot of money behind it. Still, right, right. Um, but like every time I get like a script from for a short indie film or even a feature indie film, you know, the filmmaker producer comes to you and they say, "Hey, uh, I got this script, man. I really would love for you to play this role, or want want to see Reed for this role." And you know, the film, man, we're gonna submit to Sundance. We're gonna submit to <laughs> Tribeca. Tribeca. We're gonna Con. do South by Southwest. We're gonna do Con. We're gonna do Toronto, man. This is a all good. The, those are all good, the big name yeah, festivals. Yeah, all the big the ones. Pipe Dream Festival. All the big ones, right? And I've been doing this for years and I ain't been accepted to one of those joints yet, mm -hmm. right? But everybody says, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go there. Right. Because the truth is, if you get into one of those festivals, the people that really make the decisions in this industry mm -hmm. are there. Right. And they'll see you and go, hey, this guy's great. Mm -hmm. Right? You get there one year, and then the next thing you know, you're in other, a bunch of films and television and this, that, and the third. And it's like, damn, I was rocking at the other joints for like 15 years, and then nobody said nothing. Right. But this joint, I come in, and they, ain't, they don't know nothing about me. They haven't been following me for years. They don't, you know, but they just, hey, you, you were great in that film, man. Right. You know, so um, that's really how it works. And it's just damn shame. But, uh, you know. That's that's the way the world goes. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to shake the shit up. You do, and I've and I've done the shake it, shake it up. Right. I've shaken I've shaken it up yeah. with a couple people. No, I'm not. Done, I'm not saying that you haven't. Yeah, and done just, like film, like uh, web series, right? You know, stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, but you know, you gotta. It's kind of like playing a lottery. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, yes, it is. Um, you know, like I said, I, I came into it. I never really, you know, what I'm saying, came into it as. I'm going to go to Hollywood and be this Hollywood thing. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as Hollywood is concerned and films are concerned, I stumbled into it because friends of mine were doing it, okay. you know, in college. Yeah. And and the way they were such outsiders that the way they went about doing it was such in an outside way that, you know, it was almost laughable to people in New York or mm -hmm. people in, in Hollywood until they took their little, their little indie movie and went straight to, you know, four-walling it in the theaters. Mm -hmm. So 
Nice and four walling is basically in the, selling it out the trunk. Just going theater to theater. You might have four, maybe have two. Mm-hmm. Rent those joints out and show your movie alongside the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. And their little indie movie Twa ended up doing about a million dollars at the box office. Which, when you see it in the variety, you know what I'm saying, that per screen average is really high mm-hmm. with four screens. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So. So you're doing $4,000, $5,000 a screen or whatever, and the number one movie was doing 3700 and they looking like, well, who the fuck is this? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and from seeing it from that perspective, I saw how the Hollywood system came knocking as mm-hmm. opposed to you going and saying, hey, uh, can you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um. You know, I always try to find the principles in these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how what's the what's the balance of of being outlaw and being in the system. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, and, yeah. and as far as being goal oriented, which is which is the best way to go and win, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you know with Twa, that's uh uh Rob Rob Hardy, right? That was Rob his. Hardy and Will Packer. Yeah, Will Packer and uh Rob Hardy's films and um you know they they filmed they premiered at ABFF and mm-hmm. I think that was back when ABFF was in still in Acapulco too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like in the first like three to five years of. The festival. I'm not even sure Twa played at that no. ABFF. It uh, might have played not. the next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but I think they met one of their investors there. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think it, it played. was something about. Yeah, it. yeah. So, they, I know Apocopoco is in yeah, the yeah definitely. They they somehow. met they met the the investor yeah. that brought them over yeah. the top mm-hmm. to finish the movie at ABFF and Acapulco. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I, but I think when that happened, I think that was also during the time when um, uh, people were really people of color were really looking for. Uh, characters and stories that reflected them mm-hmm. in film and now there's a lot more out there you know there's you know like you said this insecure there's um there's luke cage you know mm-hmm. what i mean there's uh uh what else there's power there's yeah, uh, power you know, you know, you know this shonda land shonda land you know <laughs> so there's just so many like good looks for for people of color nowadays that uh, I don't feel like the, and then there's also YouTube, right? YouTube, there's the, Netflix, yeah. there's Amazon, yeah. So there's just there's so Apple coming up, so much information out there, no you doubt. know, that uh, I don't think people are starving the way they were at the time. Nah, they starving in a different way now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when you're looking at what was happening then, it was nothing basically. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Atlanta didn't have a film market. They shot the movie in Atlanta. Um, Right now, you do have things popping, but they're starting to pop up in different areas, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for different subsets and different niches. And it's it's like, I think the opportunity, I always say, you know, I be preaching, the opportunity is, is growing, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, while you do have all of these different platforms, all of them not serving us, you know what I'm saying? It's still not a lot on each of those platforms. That's us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... If if Shonda is leaving ABC going to Netflix, right? Yeah. That that leaves a void over at you know, at the ABC market. You know what I'm saying? That leaves that opens new opportunities at Netflix for different shows, different actors getting mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh if 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 
Tyler Perry is going from own to Viacom, that's about to create new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Will is going to on, to Discovery, which is on under which own is under. Mm-hmm. So Will Packer is going and fill the void where Tyler left. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of things moving. It's a lot yeah. of moving pieces. And as they say in the Thrones, chaos is a ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we gonna get to the Thrones, but chaos is a ladder. Yeah. With all this moving and shaking going on, there's room to build new ways, new models. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you how you yeah. how to work. I'm just that's just my philosophy on yeah. how I see shit. You mentioned you mentioned Netflix, and I got to put this out there before I forget. Uh, and I think this might be the last couple of days you can check it out. There's a Christmas film on Netflix called Christmas Wedding Baby mm-hmm. um, that I'm in. And uh, with some dope people, speaking of Tyler Perry, uh, uh, Lisa Lisa uh, Anderson is in that. And um, Lisa Arendelle Anderson is in that. And she's been in a couple of Tyler Perry films. But um, that is up for your viewing pleasure no doubt um for a couple more days it's been up for like two years now though no doubt it's a feature it's dope um but the funny thing about i'm gonna just let the the public know so maybe there can be a public outcry that can help these actors help us actors out um netflix ain't paying no residuals bro Mm. nope Mm. it's cool you can you can get like you can tell people yo my joint's on netflix right which is awesome but there's no residuals on Netflix? I haven't gotten a dime. So what does that mean? Not a red, what does the not contract a red penny. The, the contract say you don't get no residuals? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think what happened is when they started this whole new media contract with the with the uh, SAG and AFTRA, mm-hmm. um, it must have been some real old folks in that room that just had never really used the internet and don't understand it and were thinking it was like a fad like they used to say hip-hop was back in the days. Right. Uh, it's just going to be a fad. Nobody's going to be listening to hip-hop anymore. It's right. ridiculous. Right. Give, it, give it two more days and this boop-de-boop will be gone. Right. You know, it's kind of like that. And, uh, yeah, they, they must have, like, bamboozled them into like signing some documents that basically said the actor gets nothing on new media. So new media. So you just get what they sucks, pay you and then dude. that's that. So, yeah, so y'all don't even want to do new media shows. No, no, nah, not at all. I mean, you you want to do it for the exposure, right? Right. Like who didn't want to be on Luke Cage? Right. You know what I mean? That joint broke the internet. Like it actually crashed Netflix. Right. Um, so it, it's dope to be on and and just the kid, the kid in you. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have to pay rent and just be a man in the world, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would do anything. I would do most of this shit for free, you know right, what I mean? Right, if right. I could, you know, because right. I just want to be a kid. But, you know, I can't live on the frosted side of my mini wheats, man. I got to live on the ugly, nasty side. Right. So with that being said, I need some damn money. And right. who who are they to think that we don't need at least some, some money for some of them spends, yo? No get back. Yeah, no get back, yo. And the public doesn't know that. You know what I mean? Nobody I, knows that. I didn't know that. Yeah, see? Most people don't know that. That shit crack. Yeah. But they pay the big dogs. Right. You know, so it's like, excuse me, you know, if I'm not exactly like um, rooting for Dave Chappelle to get $60 million when, you know, I ain't, well, get, I ain't get my $600. You know what I'm saying? True indeed. Yeah. Have you seen the Dave Chappelle show? I have. I have. What you think? I thought it was cool. I thought it was a you know it wasn't the the funniest, 
to me. <laughs> Have you seen him at Radio City? I did see. I didn't see him this time at Radio City. Okay. I saw him the first time at Radio City. Right, 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 right. Um, I heard this time was dope. Like all these different people coming. My boy said Seinfeld even came out. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. went last week. Shout out to D Lemon for um gifting me his tickets that he couldn't use. <laughs> nice. <laughs> after all of that, after all that buying and selling he did, he still couldn't use the two that he had. So it was date night for me and my wife. Mm, nice. So so we um we went the night Solange was there last week. Ooh wee. Oh man, it was dope. She's dope. Yeah, it was, I saw her at Afropunk. Uh, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> so uh the thing what I thought about the Radio City show, you know, alone that you had the guests, you know what I'm saying, Ashley Larry perform, Will Savant perform, um and then I don't I don't remember the lady, uh the lady who opened it up. I never seen her before. Mm. But she was cool. Uh <clears throat> thing about it was that particular night, I don't know about the other nights, but he came in, he hit it. I guess he's been doing it, you know, back to back to back for, you know, all these days. But that shit was flawless. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. wasn't like the Netflix special where it was, you know, a little slow, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little dragged out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The punchline don't hit to 20 minutes later type mm-hmm. shit. That shit was wall to wall. You know what I'm saying? He was he was hitting it. Bang, yeah. bang, bang. And everybody, it seemed like everybody that was on the show, Seemed like, you know, of course they were excited about the opportunity to play Radio City with Dave Chappelle, but they they respected it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you could yeah. tell that they respected the time limit. They was they they came in, they did the shit, it was no wasted time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I, I had never really seen a comedy show flow that fluidly yeah. and no, with precision. The only thing that was the hiccup, you know, Solange missed her cue coming out, but she made mm, it up. You know, so okay, okay. We, we'll let you. We'll let you slide, Solange. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, man. And then you know, <laughs> and the thing about it was, this shit was the blackest experience ever. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In Radio okay. City Music Hall, they turned it to. A, it was a black extravaganza. Yeah, she was dancing in front of the um, Radio City on on her Instagram with her friends. Yeah, it was dope, man. Yeah. And you know. You went to Afropunk this weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Afropunk is a festival that that's in Brooklyn, which is, you know, started like in the punk, in the kind of black rock space a little. You know what I'm saying? Black rock soul. You know what I'm saying? The Martin Luther's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's grown and it's grown and they, they take it to different cities around the world now. Yeah, but it's the headquarters. the The flagship is in. They're Brooklyn. gonna be in um in South Africa too. I'm gonna try to go. South there. Africa, they Paris. I know they they go in Atlanta shortly. Yeah, they've done Atlanta. Yeah, so before. yeah, so Brooklyn is the flagship, and it's like one of the most photogenic events you ever want to see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's you know just a sea of wildly creative black people mm-hmm. doing all kinds of different flavors. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So. It's not like, you know, the costumes of, what's the, some of these other festivals? Coachella. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Just yeah, throwing yeah. some feathers and, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's some real stylish shit yeah, going yeah. on. Like yeah. they take the, the the dressing up seriously. Yes, lots of uh, African accoutrement. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> so tell us how it went this year. I didn't go. I was in an ATL, but, you know what I'm saying? How did it go? Oh, man. So I was trying to, I missed a couple of things, you know, because I got there late both days, but. Um, you know, you know how I go. I was trying to see the cool kids, uh-huh. right? Uh, uh, because they were actually in one of the scenes that I shot um, on the Stephen Queen film. Oh, word! Yeah, so I finally got to to link up with them when I snuck backstage. But um, 
I didn't get to see them perform. Didn't get to see Anderson Pac. That was oh, like, damn. I, was, I really wanted to see Anderson Pac. I was but, on the Instagram in Atlanta, like, damn. Yeah, man. I love that album, too. That that Malibu album. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, we had to make a choice because mm-hmm. it was so packed, right? Mm-hmm. So Anderson was like way over on this red stage, right? They, they you know, they have the stage red, black, and green or whatever, mm-hmm. gold or something like that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was been a real black yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it had. So it was like he was performing right before Raphael Sadiq. Mm. So I was like, do I want to get all the way over there to the Anderson Park joint? And then try to make my way back to Raphael Sadiq. Right. And I was like, nah, I think I'm gonna just cool out with this Raphael Sadiq joint. Because right. I could catch Anderson Pac again. Right. I might not catch Raphael Sadiq again. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, cool. And I'm glad I made that choice because I saw my boy. Ah, oh, man, I don't wanna blow him up. You ain't gotta say his name. Yeah, I ain't gonna just, say his name. But the dope, so you done, you done, done opened up the can of worms. Yeah, yeah. A dope director I know. Mm-hmm. He gets me in the um into uh, into backstage or whatever. And uh, the funny moment was I walked in and I saw Spike Lee, right? And Spike- <laughs> Wait, hold up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold up, before we go any further. <laughs> it's a running thing on this show. Oh, I have yeah. like a few celebrity beefs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And me and Spike, even though I resolved it on here, I said I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. We cool, but it's a running joke. Okay. That you know, Spike Lee is one of my celebrity beefs. So, oh, so has he been here? No, 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 no. Okay. Just in life, we had a situ- oh, yeah. we had a situation. I didn't okay. feel like he respected the universal black man code. Oh no, no, he does not. <laughs> he does not respect that code, yo. And uh, whatever yep celebrity beef is, I probably have the same. Oh no doubt. But continue. Beef. So yeah. and Spike had his block party, and it's like yeah. right on my on my damn street, damn near, it's like yeah, right around yeah. the corner. Yeah. So that's when we kind of made, you know, what I'm saying we made peace. Not that we made peace. I made peace. Oh, okay, he don't cool. even know we got a beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, that's the thing. I got a secret beef with him too. <laughs> but um, you know what's cool is I got lost not too long ago at NYU. Because my beef is him ignoring the shit out of me in the damn elevator. That's the same shit he did yeah. to me as I was in a restaurant. <laughs> nah, but this was not, uh, you know, not restaurant. He wasn't with his family. He wasn't. He was at NYU. He works there. Mm-hmm. And I know you've seen a billion, a, a bunch of films that I've done for other NYU filmmakers or whatever. And I was like, damn, is this bro, dude really about to ignore me like this? <laughs> you know, I gave him my elevator pitch, literally, because we were in the elevator. And I told him, I was like, yeah, man, you know. I know you. I've I, I read for years that you want to do this Jackie Robinson thing. You know, I played Jackie Robinson. I would love for you to. Um, I would love the opportunity to just audition. You know, and he said, "Mm-hmm." Walked off that joint. Like did the <laughs> did the float the, like he was trying to do the uh, the the camera trick that he does. We floats off. He floated <laughs> off for me, yeah. Like you know how he floated in um in Mo Better Blues mm-hmm. when he saw the uh, the bookies and shit, right. and he like floated off like oh sl- slick, and I was like yo. I just got deaded. I just got you curved got, by Spike floated Lee. Floated on. Yeah, I got floated <laughs> on. Spike Lee float. So um, I was like, okay, Spike. Okay, cool, cool. And ever since then, I had like many beef with him and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, that's, and that's beef a, in my head, yo. Yeah, that's a, that's the same thing. We we share a common. Yeah, yeah that's that's the same I just thing like, happened to me. I feel like I don't know, you know, how many listeners you have, you know, any any. We, what, we got listeners. I don't know. This we, is the okay. hugest podcast ever. Okay, that's kind of like up. in a Trump kind of way. So if there's some any Trump li- listeners out there, let me tell y'all, Trump supporters. We're not, no, no, we're oh. not Trump supporters. I'm oh, just okay. saying how well, he exaggerates. Well, if there, you know there are I'm any. Just, if, I was just exaggerating. If there are any. That's my right. only Trumpism ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm there will never you. be another. 
<laughs> so we ain't even got to right. talk about him. All right, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, let's not. Let's not. But um, you know, there's a thing. There's a code that black men have, and the code is you got to at least give a head nod. You know <sighs> what I'm saying? Listen, listen, black, black people. Man, code is a head nod. That's what I said. Yeah, we were in. Fort Green, now we now you know brought it back up. Yeah, <laughs> Fort Green, right across from Forty Acres. Mm. Give me a little diner. I'm with my son. No, no, I had just dropped my son out of school. I'm by myself. He's with his son. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see him. We come in around the same time. We go different ways in the restaurant. Cool. I go over here. He go over there. Nothing. That's cool. When you know, I was like, oh shit, that's Spike right mm-hmm. here on fucking Port Green, at right across from fucking Forty Acres. This yeah, is yeah, dope. Academy, Academy Dining. You know what I'm saying? This is dope. Yeah, Academy Dining. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, yo, this is dope. Yeah. So I eat my breakfast. I'm good. I go up to pay. As I'm going up to pay, he get up to pay. We mm-hmm. standing at the fuck register together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? His son is over there. Yeah. We here, right here. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. walk up. I give him the you know what I'm saying, the black man head. Now what up? Nothing. Yeah, straight. Ig- I mean, we standing right next to each other. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I could slap him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, at least in, I mean, in the world of the universal head nod is, yeah. you can do that with anybody anywhere. That doesn't, I know, that doesn't require you to even say words. I know, I know, and that's that's. You know, we put up a lot of shit in, as, as black men in this world, man. And the head nod brings us back home. Like, there's been a couple times where I was about yeah. to be a powder keg, about to explode. Mm-hmm. And then a brother gives me a head nod, and it calms me down. Yo, listen, man. I'm from Miami in the crack era. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was very aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Cats riding around with, you know what I'm saying, AKs on their lap type of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was a lot of jacking going on. So... When you pull up to the red light, there's a, a dance that happens. If you pull up to, and it's a young cat or a younger black man pull up next to you, you come up to the light. Nobody knows what to expect. So everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? That's what cats get robbed and jacked at the light. Mm-hmm. So pull up to the light. If you're the second car, you leave enough space between you and you the first car. You can't be right next to nah, you, you can't pull up right next to each other. Yeah, That's you can't. No, when when you pull up behind somebody, you don't pull up close and you don't pull up close enough to where you can't swerve out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when somebody pull up next to you, you automatically looking like who is this pulling up next to me at what mm-hmm. they own. Mm-hmm. So they got this thing called you know grilling or shooting the unit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying that's when you pull up and you show all your goals and you shake your head up and down. In an aggressive, like it's not the black man head not one time up. It's a, a up and down a lot of times. With it's the, like a yeah, like with your gold teeth showing, like yeah, nigga, yeah, what? Yeah, I wish yeah. your motherfucking wood. You yeah, talking yeah. through your teeth? <laughs> you know, I wish your <laughs> motherfucking wood. Crazy. So it's very aggressive. This is what you. This is what you negotiating every fucking red light. Mm. So now you look over. He's shooting you the unit. You know what I'm saying? And mm. then. I, I've discovered you throw the regular black man head nod, it settles everything. Everything go back to normal. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. like over. Yeah. Nah, now everybody cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put his strap down. <laughs> I relax. You know what I'm saying? We make it to the next fucking mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I came to New York in '92 um, on an internship, and I was living in the Bronx. You know, I ain't know shit about New York. I know the Bronx is the hood. Mm-hmm. I was living in the hood, living in a you know hood apartment building with my cousin, and 
I didn't know how it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because you hear all these stories about New York being a dangerous place and shit. But I found it to be way less aggressive as far as on a every or every person encounter than mm-hmm. it was in Miami. So, you know, my universal black man head and I got me through the Bronx. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even with the Puerto Ricans. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cats ain't really paying attention to you, but if they catch your eye, you throw your head and keep it moving. Yeah. That's passport. Yeah. That's global entry. Yep, yep. TSA pre-check. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he don't respect it. Nah, he don't. He don't. You know, and it's, but here's the deal. His was cool. And um, I hope they leave that shit up forever. But uh, my boy, Pete Chapman, mm-hmm. um, I did this short film of his called uh, Black Card mm-hmm. um, with uh, myself. Hisham Tafik was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on, he plays Dembe on the uh, Blacklist. Uh, Dorian Missick was in it. His wife, Simone Missick, was in it. And uh, uh, Malika Millette was in the joint. It was like a bunch of us in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm smack dead center on the middle of this poster. Poster done by the same guy that does like all the stuff for Grand Theft Auto or whatever. Right, right. right. So I'm like ice grilling and shit in the middle of this poster. And I get lost <clears throat> going to do an interview for this other director, Rod Gales. Um, Going to find, trying to find him where he's doing these interviews at, and I'm like, oh shit, that's Spike's office right here. It gotta be Spike's office, right. you know. It's all this 40 acre shit right, everywhere, right, right. You know right there. I mean? you're, you're, so I'm like, oh, this must be Spike's office, right? And then I was like, oh shit, there's my, there's the black card poster directly on the opposite corner of Spike's office, right? And I was like, aha. I'm in his subconscious. You know what I mean? And I don't even know what that means anymore. You know what I mean? I know when I first started acting, it was like, yo, I'm gonna be in Spike Lee. I'm one of these one of these days I'm gonna be in a Spike Lee movie. You know, it was like a big deal of mine, especially when Joa Lee mm-hmm. was coaching me. Right. She was backstage too at, at, at Afro Afropunk. We gotta get back to Afro Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is what happened. Like, let me bring full service. Uh-huh. So I walk into the backstage in the First person I see is Spike Lee, mm. and he looks up and he looks at me, and it was the longest eye contact I ever made with Spike Lee. But it mm-hmm. was it was probably two seconds, mm-hmm. but it felt like ten seconds because you don't even get a second with him. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. So I was just like, "Yo," and I was like, "Mr. Lee," and he's just like, "Mm-hmm," and he walked off again. Right? <laughs> he shuffled right? off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did the he did the uh, float off on me again, right? So I was like, "All right, cool." But I knew he saw me, uh-huh. and I know why he knew he saw me. Right. Because I'm in his subconscious from that poster, right. and he doesn't notice. Right. I just know I'm already there. You, you know? in his, you in his yeah, head. I'm in his head. He, so he you know, like, you know, you, but you don't know from where. I'm like, I don't even have to talk to him. So it's like, all oh, good, good, right? So I'm backstage. I see Jwali, his sister, mm-hmm. and I walk up to her, and I was like, hey, I know you don't remember me, but a long time ago, when I first started acting, you used to coach me, because mm-hmm. she would coach at... Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, have been coached by this woman named Susan Batson, mm-hmm. and Susan is um, Susan coaches like Nicole Kidman. She like the she like yeah. the actor whisperer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. She coaches uh, Rihanna, a bunch of other people. So you guys check that out if uh, anybody's out there looking for an acting coach in New York. Susan mm-hmm. Batson Studio on Forty Third Street and Eighth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so back in the days, uh, Joao used to coach with Susan. 
So I told her, I was like, hey, you know, you used to, I remember uh, you mm-hmm. know, used to coach a couple of my classes. You know, it was really good to see you again. She was like, oh, hey. And I was like, yeah, last time I saw you, you had a little baby dog. She was like, oh, yeah, little little hot dog. Those are my dogs. I love those dogs. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, so that was cool, right? So it's like, right. it's kind of cool. It's like looking at Spike Lee with a wig on, but right, like, right, you know right, what I right, mean? Right, like. Right. But really nice. Like, oh, this is what Spike would be like if he was nice guy to yeah, me. Yeah, and, and, you know, Joao Lee was like, the, she was she was the early pioneer of shea butterisms. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Afropunk is like shea butter heaven, you know? So I, it would make sense that she would be there. Yeah, Joao Lee was taking it. She had the natural joint. All the way The natural back. hair before... That before before when was everybody was still, before still Shea doing, the, doing the creamy crack. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's when it was the creamy crack era. Yeah, they were. You know what it was. might have been the Jerry Curl yep, era. Yep. You know what I mean? All the sisters were trying to look like Clark Benicourt. Listen, Joa Lee had the natural when motherfucking um uh primetime, you what, what's the name? Deion Sanders had a Jerry Curl. Yes. At the same damn time. Yes, so that's correct. that's to put it in motherfucking yes, perspective. Exactly. So <laughs> she she is the pioneer. She is the pioneer. But they were there for uh for Netflix and you know, anybody uh check out you gotta check out uh Spike is um his first film, She's Gotta Have It. Yeah. Will now be a Netflix series. And a couple of friends of mine are in that. Right. I'm really looking forward to seeing um uh DeWanda Wise do a thing. No doubt. So you didn't go to the Spike Bot party. Oh, well, no, nah, I didn't. She's go Afropunk. There. So did you see Solange at Afropunk? I did see Solange. Now what was now I had my highlight from the Dave Chappelle Solange performance. Well mm-hmm. what was your highlight? Well, see, first off, Solange is I crush on Solange. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Let it be like, known. Yeah, I'm let, let it be, be known. known. You know I, I've always liked Solange because I think she's just like she's like kinda like, you know, if if you saw her and Beyonce you know, a lot of dudes be like, Beyonce's the bad one, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of like the quirkiness of a Solange, you know? And in quiet as cap, Solange got some of the best legs in the game, but we yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, but I was the dude that, like, back in the days of um, of watching, like, uh, like a different world, mm-hmm. right? Where everybody might be like, hmm. What's the name? Whitley is the bad one. Yeah. I was like, nah, you know, that Cree Summer is pretty bad, though. Ah. You know, I always like the, like, you know, the right. kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, the natural chick. I always like that chick. Wow. So that's that was Solange to me. Even while Beyonce got the long blonde hair, Solange got an afro, you know, and she's just like little sis, but she's bad. So the highlight was just seeing her. Yeah, the highlight was just seeing her, mm. right? But what was dope was, um, when when she did Fubu, nigga, oh. when she did that shit at the goddamn Radio City, oh. that shit went bananas. Yo, it was that so brought a whole new yeah. fucking level to the song. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like the song. Mm-hmm. I jammed the album, but I never seen her live. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And to see her live and to do the Fubu record, yes, the whole place exploded. It was already a black extravaganza. Yeah, it was. It just turned into like that was the Negro national anthem. Yeah, yeah. How did yeah. play at the damn oh, Afropunk? So you know it was thousands of people out there. Oh my niggas in the whole wide world. Damn. Yo, and everybody, <laughs> and they just turned the music off, mm-hmm. and it was just the whole crowd just saying it. This shit is for. Us, you right, know what right, I mean. Right, right, so right. that shit was pretty amazing, man. Yes, yeah, she. When I saw the show, the show is like some shit from when I was a kid, and my parents would take me to some 
That was during the, the Afro arts explosion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's when yeah. it was straight about black artistry, black poetry, black plays. Mm-hmm. It was on the local level. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah, just yeah. very homespun and, and, you know what I'm saying, had a lot of soul, a lot of rhythm to it. But, you know, they were making it happen with what was there and mm-hmm. with the people who were there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I felt watching her at Radio City. She brought a band from New Orleans, not just a band that played the music, but like some a whole fucking set of marching band horns. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They all had on wow. their same color outfit, looking. You know what I mean? With the with the turtleneck and yeah, the tight, yeah, looking yeah, like yeah, my yeah. man from Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they had on the Yo Gabba Gabba fits, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, this look like something from the Afro Arts Movement." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it was. I mean, that's that's the 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 feeling that she give you, and 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 that's like when we talk about some of the things. There's a lot of things going on, but mm-hmm. it's still things that's needed. There's still things that you don't see. That you know, the success of that album that she did just lends credence to the fact that that shit is needed. Yeah. In 2017. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas need a theme song. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They do. You know, and it, and. It's it's funny you say that because the 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 crazy thing is like while I'm there and I'm having the time of my life, man. I mean, it was it was beautiful there, mm-hmm. you know. And at the same time, the duality of life is just crazy because here's here's uh, Solange from Houston, mm-hmm. right? And then in Houston. They having the worst time in their lives down right. there, you right. know, at the same right. time. So I've been thinking about that for the last couple of days, man. Just like, like, who do I give to? Who can I, you know, because I'm, I'm not going, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe with uh, with the Red Cross anymore. No, no doubt. You know and, what I'm saying? And I think what you learn from Katrina is. Or Haiti. Haiti definitely is. You Leave get, the Red Cross alone. You got to go get on the ground. If yeah. you want to help, go, go yeah. see the people. Go see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go, mm-hmm. go be in it. Go touch it. You'll mm-hmm. see where you need to give. You'll see where you need your help. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like when, when 9-11 happened, people that really wanted to get in, they went down to the site, mm-hmm. volunteered and helped or whatever. I don't yeah. know how safe that was, but that's what they did. Yeah, you know, yeah. There was a lot of courage going on. And those same things are needed over time and time again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we give, you know what I mean? You might see stuff on TV and, you know, you have a, you know, empathy and, and sympathy for the situations and you give your time or you give your money and, you you know, you got Doctors Without Borders and but what about the shit that happened right here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's people that still need motherfucking help yeah. right now Yeah. in Houston. Yeah. And Houston ain't no little bitty third world country market. No. Nah. Not at all. Houston is a major city. Yeah, they said uh, the amount of water that has been dumped on Houston from the hurricane, was it Harvey, um, would be two miles high mm-hmm. and four miles squared. Mm. Now, the thing that trips me out about these shits is this, this shit and New Orleans. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The major shit don't pop up till after the hurricane gone. Yeah. And yeah. then what they saying they releasing water from the reservoir. Yeah. Flooding the hood again. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that? What is, yeah, they ain't got say, no better solution than that? Yeah, they say that uh they have to release the water because 
the dams might break, right? And then what happened? Sound a lot like levees. Sounds like the levees, man. Sound like levees. Who engineered this shit, man? Sounding like a harp situation. And it's the same motherfuckers. What's that? The Corps of Engineers and shit. Yep. Them same motherfuckers. Who made this shit? Who are y'all engineers that that make some shit that you gotta? All right. The shit is to protect you from flooding, but when it gets full. We got to flood you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that don't make no motherfucking <laughs> nah, sense. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Like, that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know like, I mean? how do dams break? Like, Yeah, I guess. Dams aren't supposed to break, are they? I thought the dam was the whole purpose of a dam only, was the whole water a, back. I thought a dam only broke if, if there was, like, some sort of, like, uh, something that damaged the damn structure, like like on Superman when the fucking right. dam broke and he had to go around the earth. The maybe the times water maybe backwards the... and turn time back, which was kind of ridiculous. But um, hey, um, yeah, like if it was an earthquake and there's cracking the dam, maybe that's how the dam breaks. Well, maybe water breaks the dam. I thought yeah. the dam was there to hold the water, but they obviously only hold. They only have they have a limit. You know about it, Matt? I mean, there's good. The more water you have, there, there's a lot of pressure held held behind that dam. So if it goes above the levels it's supposed to, there's a lot more pressure. And mm-hmm. also, if you have water, it's, it's built to be the height that will hold the water back. But if, if you have water rushing over the dam itself, mm-hmm. that's going to cause structural damage. It's going to damage areas that aren't used, aren't supposed to have water flowing over it. Mm-hmm. So the spillways are there in mm-hmm. case the rivers, reservoir gets too high to prevent that damage from happening. And the spillway is your neighborhood. I mean, I, I I would hope that they have the spillway in an area where it isn't going towards a major city. It's probably going yeah. towards. I mean, it probably goes towards the rivers and. Not like you know, some of these neighborhoods where this shit is going is not even. These are not raggedy neighborhoods mm-hmm. like Sugar. What's it called Sugarland, Sugarloaf, or Sugar mm-hmm. something. People that stayed out there got some good money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's that's. I guess they're in the pathway of. Well, I, I think the real issue here is that it's gone well beyond anything that was this was designed for because this is a beyond once in a generation flood. This is once every five hundred years level of flooding. Mm. This is beyond anything that this structure is meant to handle. So it's better to it, it's better to have some add to the problem now, mm. but protect the dam so you don't mm. get everything flooding down and you lose out on the dam and everything's gone. Sound like mm-hmm. you've been watching the news. No, I no, just I'm fucking with you. I don't buy that shit. I don't buy it. While he's watching, while he's watching the news, I'm watching YouTube videos. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching the conspiracy. I'm, I'm watching Professor Griff. <laughs> Professor Griff got married. I know to, to so late. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. When that happened? Nah, they've been together for a minute. Really? Yeah. That's an odd match. Yeah, yeah. But they I look guess, good. They look good. I, I guess, but you know what I'm saying? They did like some sort of, I don't know, Egyptian, Indian or something. Is some, she Indian? Some cultural. I don't she know. Might, it looked no, very uh, cultural. My daddy looked white. Because I, you uh-huh. know, I, I I saw the picture. I was like, okay. And then somebody okay. tagged him and her on the Facebook. Yeah. So I clicked the link. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, that's Griff's real name. Oh, that's mm. crazy. And then I clicked Soleil, and then she has a picture. That she she in the martial arts. and the, You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. He, he got a convert over there. Okay. But like, ain't Genuine her, her other? Like, yeah. that must, this must make for odd, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Co-parenting <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Genuine call his kids and shit. Hey, baby, how you doing? And then Griff over. Hey, <laughs> militant mind. We no no electronics after six o'clock. But the this baby, is my daddy. The baby, Tell your daddy you gotta call him back, Mom. The babies do like the militant walk and the the, the bumping around at the same and time. And the pony, and they yeah. ride the pony. <laughs> <laughs> the PE pony. Oh man, that's funny. But you know that. Yeah, they look good. They look good. Yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. 
you know what we 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 do our little TV roundups and shit over here at the at the conversation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What you watching? Mm. Uh I'm watching uh my Sundays I watch Insecure. Mm. And I watch um and I watch those joints immediately too. Right. Right? Insecure and uh Ballers. Ballers. I'm not up on Ballers. You're not up on Ballers? I'm not really. What? It's that same thing we talked about. I didn't catch it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Ballers is easier to catch up on because it's only 30 minute episodes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you got to invest in these characters and shit. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of characters I'm already investing in. I know, but you know, <laughs> but see, you know, I know everybody, y'all talk about Thrones and stuff. The reason why I don't watch Thrones, the, the, one of the things that, the, that made me not want to watch it, right? Um, and don't get me wrong, I loved. Um, what's my man Legolas? That was my dude. Who was that? Um, from uh, what's the movies? You know, Legolas. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't watch that. So show. I loved Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? But I'm like, come on, white people, y'all gotta stop making these these worlds that are imaginary with no black people in them, yo. Without no people of color, and that's what you know. So when we I we got saw, Black Panther. We got Black Panther, but I bet you some white people in there. I bet it's real. Nah, maybe little. a few. Maybe only a few. Solange's gonna be on the soundtrack. Ooh, Raphael Sadiq. Ooh, uh, I'm lying. I'm just. I'm. Just, he might be because he's, he's already doing. Um, he did the soundtrack. Yeah, Him shit. and uh, Adrian Younds did the soundtrack for you know Luke, Luke Cage. So. Dave Chappelle gonna do promo. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nah, you know what I'm saying? Yes, Game of Thrones. You had to use. You had to. You know. You had to suspend your reality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you could so, believe, if you could believe dragons flying and shit, yeah. you could make everybody black in your yeah. head. Yeah. So, but that was what exactly. You like, make them black. It could, be a, it could be some black. But if you're gonna believe dragons, if y'all gonna make dragons, if you're gonna pay. Millions of dollars to get CGI dragons. Can we get some non CGI just black folks well, on? They it? didn't do that shit. They didn't. They didn't. Get, they don't have black people. So you just have to imagine which ones are black yeah. in your head. But then I did. Uh, I did a HBO. I did a couple of HBO uh, specials. I did um, Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. It's been so they long. Had Chalky Black up in there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, and I you, took, your, your black ass. I took him out. You, know you killed Chalky Black? Yes, I did. God damn, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I did. Sorry, you, to, sorry this to spoil that for you. Chalky Black. <laughs> yeah, man. Ain't that so, some shit? Yeah, that you know, black on black crime. You know, I know it was. It was. So I worked for Dr. Narcisse on that joint. Damn, son. Yeah. So that's, spoiler, that's a, that's a that hell of a. We were supposed to say spoiler alert. We, spoiler alert. But, you know, if, it's they, been listen, a long if time, they listen if to the conversation. Then yeah. hey, yeah. they know to check out when the TV yeah, report yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, if you don't, if you ain't up on your shit and you don't want to hear about it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that was a long time ago, and right. I held I, I held that secret in to Nigga, all my friends and family Chalky for a long Black. time. Yeah, man. Yeah, he had to go. But Damn. but so you a legend. So I did that of sorts, and then um uh I'm infamous for that. <laughs> but uh and then I did um I was doing Lewis and Clark right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is I was playing York, right? right. The uh, guy that Doctor Malachi York Man, says he's a he's a descendant of, which I don't believe. No, um, okay. But so I was doing that, and on that I met a, a, a couple of other actors from from Europe, and one of my guys, one of my homies, is in that, and he's in um, Game of Thrones. Okay. So now I want to watch it because he he's black. in Game of Thrones. Oh, he's, he's, White guy. European. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim Tim Plester. And what's his role? Uh, he plays, I don't know his character's name, oh, but shit. he wears this like, 
this like little leather beanie like right he looks he kind of looks like uh you know when the, the leather beanie that Snoopy wears when he's mm-hmm. like the baron the red baron and shit what's his name um yo Matt look that up his name is Tim Plester Tim Plester Game of Thrones and uh he was in the red wedding episode oh yeah that's a big one and he cut the throat of the chick Oh wow! Yeah, so he's one of those I know you talking about. I don't remember the name. Yeah, no. yeah. So that's what makes me want to see Game of Thrones because right my boy, on. my boy Tim is in it. Right. And Tim was one of the most awesome dudes on, uh, on the show. Right, right, yeah. right. So you watch Insecure though? I do watch Insecure. Let's talk about talk I think about it's getting it. Getting a little, the sex is getting a little out of control on it. Is it? Though. Nobody complaining. Nobody. I'm not mad at it. Other but like, shows with the sex. No, I'm not. You know what I'm but you know, it's just a lot. I just think in, in general, TV is getting a little out of control. No doubt. Buddy. Even Luke Cage and smashed like four different jumps. Get a little older, man. When you yeah, was in your twenties, your lifestyle was yeah, about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was loud. No, but when I was younger, see what it is is we are uh, we're oversaturated with it. And when I was in our twenties, the thong song video was something special, mm-hmm. right? The most R-rated it got was a was a, a Luke video. That's right. If you saw a Luke video and a Luke video. Only came on at like Not one o'clock the in the morning. If you had the box, it was all day. Yeah, 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 it was all day. If you had the box, but then you had to order that Luke video. Nah, you could wait because somebody was going to order it. Somebody was going to order it, yeah. But <laughs> Actually, might, Luke was probably going to have ordering. to get through like 15 plays yeah, you, of a Pat Benatar. Yeah, you video probably, first, you know, though. you could play yeah. that on mute. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, saying when you see that, when you see that move something. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what you want. Just tell me what you want. I didn't give me a piece of that. Tattoo, 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 tattoo. Drop them drawers and open them legs up wide. <laughs> Hey, that's, that was that's as crazy as Dave it got. County. But now it's just like you know, it's just pretty much a part of canon now that you know somebody's gonna get naked. Yeah, well, you know, a thing about it is one, yes, it is a lot of sex scenes, but I, I do recognize the 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 uh, breaking of the mold that they're doing yeah. with that show. Yeah, they're trying things in different ways. You know what I'm saying? And different ways that you haven't seen from. Black stories, you yeah, know what I mean? and I'm Team Lawrence all the way, bro. I hope you're not Lawrence Hive, though. Nah, I'm just Team Lawrence. Okay, why? You know why I'm Team Lawrence? Because mm-hmm. Lawrence has been honest the whole ride. And what they got to do with anything? He's just been straight up. Even the other chick, right? Mm-hmm. The chick got mad at him for ghosting on the little. Uh, that was honest. Yeah, it was. To you know why it was, well, honest? I was honest? I'm, I'm going to work. I'm gonna tell you not why. going to work. I'm gonna tell you why I was honest. He was going. I'm to coming work. back, but he I'm was, not. He wasn't going yeah, to work. He went to a party he that his work people well, were going to. Right? He tried to holler at the chick. Mm-hmm. He went to holler at the. Well, actually, he didn't try to holler at the chick. He went to the bank. He was working. Mm-hmm. She tried to, you know, was all After flirty two with years, him. He was working. She was flirting with all flirty with him. No doubt. Right? No doubt. And he was like, "Nah, I got a girl. No chill. No right? Doubt. So then he didn't have a girl no more. They mm-hmm. broke up. Right. So now he's with this chick. Mm-hmm. So she already knows she's a rebound. No doubt. She knows she's a rebound. She goes into it knowing that he just broke up with his chick like mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Right? So, okay, cool. And now I'm rocking with you. Da, 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 da. He's staying at his boy's house. He comes to see me on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Right? Like, really, what do you expect from that? If you know he just broke up with somebody, he's trying to figure himself out, trying to mm-hmm. figure out how he's going to land yet. Mm-hmm. And then you already... He said to you, yo, I slept with my ex. 
Mm-hmm. He was being straight up. Mm-hmm. I slept with my ex. And what you what you think the response was supposed to be? So no, nah, it was supposed to be exactly what it was. Okay. Oh, get out. Right. She was mad. Mm-hmm. Right. He got out. Mm-hmm. He came through to apologize. Look, I'm sorry about that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. And then guess what? He apologizes. And she goes, You hungry? I could eat. Right? Mm-hmm. So he goes in. What do you think is going to happen? No, and then, no, no I, I'm not moment, arguing with none of that. I ain't in arguing that none moment, of that. she says, now they just, she just, he just made up, mm-hmm. right? And now she knows, okay, he's he's sleeping with his ex now. Right. Right? That's um, another factor into the- Yeah. He's sleeping with his ex now. Mm-hmm. But you know what? How I'm going to get my uh, fangs in him. Oh, this is what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having a family barbecue. You want to come? You want to come to the barbecue? You think that's that? Just, I don't think just he even to, wanted just, to, just to, to put the, the fangs in. That was, you jump. think she asked him just to put the fangs? Nah, in? I think she's feeling them. She like no, them. she definitely feeling them. Yeah, she, she was feeling them the whole time when she was she at the bank. Them. She does, no doubt. And I'm not, I'm not team none of these motherfuckers, really. <laughs> but <clears throat> um, you know, I, I I just wouldn't handle my business like Lawrence handled his business. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I like the way they setting this shit up. And the way they letting you see shit, like, you know what I'm saying? I say some shit like this on the podcast a while back, and Cats was like, I was giving away game. Mm-hmm. But Issa and them, they doing it in a way, they giving up game if you're paying attention. And and a lot of people not paying attention to the subtle game that you, they giving you, and and they, they showing you how people end up in these situations that, you know what I'm saying, that's not optimal, that, you know, how'd I end up here? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like old girl Tasha, how she... Trying to figure out how, how the fuck I end up here with, with, with nigga doing some fuck nigga shit in her mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's the little mo it's the little steps that you take that put you in the big positions. So, like this, you saw it this week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with Dro and Molly, right? Yeah. Dro running his hand. You know what I'm saying? Boom, I got my open shit. You know what I'm saying? You know. Joe comes off mad sleazy to me too, by the way. He's a little bit of a sleazeball. But I think Dro more straight up by his shit than... He's super straight up. Yeah. But it's kind of sleazy because it's like, yo, this is your homegirl that you grew up with. I feel but like they always probably wanted to get it popping. Yeah. You know it what feels saying? weird a little bit. Yeah. It, it's supposed to. Yeah. But they're showing you how that shit ends up that way. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Boom, they had a little moment. They, they, they get it in. Then she feeling kind of bad about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of regretting it a little mm-hmm. bit, you know what I'm saying? She come through. She want to address the shit, right? Want to address it? No, uh, you know, I don't think we should do this and shit. What Dro do? Dro don't go into that conversation. No, yeah, Dro don't that was, address that. That was shit. perfect. He was like, "Man, eat your fries. Just man. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Eat your fries and shit, baby girl. You know this us. Yeah. Right. Next yeah, thing yeah. you know, blam, back yep. in it. Yep. And that's what niggas do. Mm-hmm. Right? Not to give out all the game, but. Player's going to be a player then. You know, you can't spoil a player's game. But that's what happens. If you don't address the shit, mm-hmm. you leave the shit in the theater of mind. Mm-hmm. Now, she got to work this shit out on her own. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know what I'm saying? She going to try a few different ways. And basically, he's going to manipulate the ways to his to his way. I'm not sure how they're going to take it in the show. But they're showing you exactly how motherfuckers end up. In those crazy situations where the dude got about four, five chicks, she's like, "How the fuck you? How the how the fuck you end up there?" Yeah, but you already emotionally tied in. You done made up your own narrative because he kind of deflecting the conversation. He not yeah. getting into that. Mm-hmm. But but see, before he got the draws, 
He was all sensitive and understanding, and you know, I'm on your side, you know, da 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 da. Yeah. He was going into the shit. Mm-hmm. When he, when shit hit, you know, after he got it in, now he don't have to get into those conversations, and he don't. Yeah. He just throw it right back. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we homies, we good. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm out. I gotta, you know, she got locked out. Mm, I'll and see you later. but Molly though, right? Super foul. Gruesome violation. Why you say she in the gruesome violation? Super foul, and nobody wants to. Nobody's talk. Nobody. What, 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 this what, is what is what is, is foul about what she do? This is baffling to me that What's nobody that? that nobody brought this up. What's this that? is the, the the most subtle yet the most they blaringly foul shit that I've seen in a minute on TV. What's that? Okay, uh, Sterling K. Brown. Who the fuck is that? That's the dude from This Is Us. That plays basically the character of every woman's dream dude. Who? Right? You seen the show This Is Us, right? No. You never seen This Is Us? Uh-uh. Okay. Well, so who the fuck is this dude? Award-winning show. Well, how does it relate to this? Right? What we talking so about? listen. Sterling K. Brown, right? Now, this is the context is on This Is Us. Uh-huh. He's the one that every woman is hashtag. I'm Team Sterling. Oh, my God. He's the best Team guy Sterling ever. got a team? Right? Yeah, I think he got a, st- a team on that show. Oh, okay. Right, I didn't know uh, that shit the, went that deep. Right, he, oh, he's the man on that show, but on he's on this show, he's the guy that always looks like he's about to cry a little bit. Ooh, he, which one? Who he play? He plays the dude that Molly brought to the house. Okay, all right, yeah. Let's the, talk. Let's talk the, about that though. Let's talk guest, about that. Let's talk right? about that though. So this is what I'm saying. The super foul. Okay. So she brings the dude to the house as the guest. Right. She goes in. Gets a little in a little tiff with the parents, right? Mm-hmm. Runs out. Oh my god, that was some good ass acting she did too. By right, the way. she was right, really right. looking like she was really hurt right there. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, so she runs out, and uh, the dude is like, he's sitting there and he looks like he's ready to cry with her, you know. And then uh, he looks out over to his man, mm-hmm. right, because he knows they have the relationship, right. So he's like, you want. Should I try to handle this? He or, didn't say you know, should I. He nah, said he didn't. He when, just when dude basically. said I'm gonna handle this, he said okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said all right, cool, right? Assuming they just probably gonna go stand out in the street or something and just have a conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yo, she gets in the car, they drive off, and she's smashing them out. There's no, she didn't call the dude, she didn't text him. Maybe we should just supposed to imagine that she did that, but it's like. How do you bring somebody to your parents' house? Leave the house. First, I sound like Denzel right now. Nah, leave the house. Right, now, and then you just walk off. Well, she in her own little feelings with that shit, right? Mm-hmm. She was gonna leave regardless, whether it was she left by herself, she left with the dude, or she left with Drew. Yeah, she got in her car. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Dude, he looked at Drew like. What you want to do? Why the fuck is you asking this man what he want to do knows when it's your situation? It don't matter. That's if you, the thing. He when thought you, that was like damn near her brother. Fuck all that. Yeah, if, if it's your, if it's your, if you came there and you was feeling with the chick, you feeling that shit, you not finna let nobody handle nothing. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck who it is. Yeah. Her brother, her daddy, <laughs> nothing. Hey, hey, baby, let's let's handle this shit. You don't get the other dude to head nod to motherfucking take care of the problem that, you know what I'm saying? If you feeling the chick that you supposed to be taking care of, yeah. that's your job. You came yeah, there yeah. with her. That's your job. Yeah. you He deferred. I don't know. He de- he de- he deserved not to get none. So, but here's the deal. Okay. That's his, that's his violation. Right. That was his violation. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, that doesn't say that she's off the hook because 
I don't even care. You know, no, and, let's and talk people, about it. We in the conversation. Like to, people like to get like to give people a pass because they, you know, they feeling all funky and they in their feelings right uh-huh. now. But yo, like, just because you're in your feelings, if she's a she's a professional woman. No doubt. At her job, mm-hmm. she could be in her feelings and she knows how to handle that situation. Right. So in that moment, even if you ain't feeling dude, at least be professional about it and say, yo, look, um, thank you. I'll see you later. Or something. She just completely ignored dude and took off and smashed the other dude off in 30 He minutes. could have jumped in that car with her. He had the opportunity. She didn't ask for nobody to come. She didn't get nobody the okay to come. Nah, she told the other dude, like, yeah. No, 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 Let's no, go. no. Dro Let's said, go. I got this. Yeah, and yeah. Dro went over there and handled the situation. Yeah. Dude could have said, I got this. Yeah. And went and handled the situation. Then it wouldn't be, never, it wouldn't be no sleeping with Dro that particular night. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I feel you. I understand. But. That was foul. I. Ain't no convincing me that that. I'm was, not that trying. Was, I'm not trying to convince you that it was foul. not foul. All I'm saying is, I wish we could get some kind of some reactions to people what they think about that joint. No, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they type saying. it in on the SoundCloud. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. they, listen. They're gonna type it in. They're gonna yeah. say it on Facebook and all that. But the thing about it is, in real life, you know what I'm saying. You you gonna take care of your situation or not? Mm-hmm. Now they they didn't have no ties that bond. They won no item. You know what I'm yeah. saying. But what's and this, and this is why you look missing the context. The context is on this other show that that's about to come back. I just start seeing the ads in the, in the in the subway for the next season. Mm-hmm. But yo, on this other show, this dude plays the same character. He right. plays the exact same character, mm-hmm. and he's the dude that's married with the woman, and he's like, like this is the best. Like every woman is like, yo, this guy is the best guy. Ever, mm-hmm. I've never seen a dude this good. Right. So he comes on to Insecure playing the same exact dude, and then on this one he's he like catching sucker. He's he like catching a sucker. It's crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, and it happens like that. Yeah, yeah. Life is a crazy place. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. you could be the man one place, and you could mm-hmm. be sucker in another. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And these situations, I like how they lay the situations out because to me, all of these little things are familiar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And when you when you in the situation, sometimes it's cloudy and you can't see how the fuck that happened, or you know what I'm saying. But then you rewind the tape, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Well, huh, Dro, that shit was gonna be inevitable, no matter who the fuck he was with or she was with. You know cause she's sloppy with it, though. Not even just cause she's sloppy with it. He in a part of her heart and a part of her life that ain't nobody else gonna ever be in. Cause you ain't gonna never be. The, the, the women on this show are pretty sloppy, though. But that's the whole point. The whole point of the show is that humans are sloppy. The humans are. You yes. know what I'm saying? No, Men, me. women. But there trust hasn't been a show. I've been in enough trouble in my life. There hasn't been a black show that kind of let you in on this other side of it so you can understand how it gets sloppy. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's the that's the beauty of the show to me mm-hmm. is that. You can see, okay, this way it gets sloppy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and and you know that shit. You done you done you done been with a chick and then you know what I'm saying? She done told you some shit and then done slid out, you done seen her in the streets with somebody else. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shit happens when you yeah. and that that's the motherfucking game. Mm-hmm. And it ain't changed since way, way back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's cool what's cool to me is it, it really shows the power of the writer. 
The writers a lot of times don't get it. Like people sit around and they talk about these shows and, and they talk about, oh man, but nobody ever really talks about the writer, right? You talk mm-hmm. about the actor, you talk about the director, you talk mm-hmm. about the casting, the wardrobe and all of that. But the writer, yo, mm-hmm. whoever wrote Sterling K. Brown on This Is Us, right, decided I'm going to write him to where he has this wife playing opposite of him, and his wife is loving him. And this is gonna be the best black couple you ever seen on television. They're gonna be like the the perfect black couple, right? Mm-hmm. And then on Insecure, same character and that writer is like, you know what? We're gonna have this perfect black dude that's just great, but we're gonna write him to be a sucker duck. But <laughs> now let's, let's 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 look let's look at that for a second though. Let's look at that the for a second. The power of the pen, baby. No, no, no doubt. The writers definitely are entertaining us right now, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a it's a market out there. If you're a writer and you're good and you got stories, go out and tell them because that's what we're doing. We're sitting here and talking about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is perfect? You know what I'm saying? What is perfect? Um, you know what I'm saying? Perfect. You, you, perfect is boring. It's probably like Big, like Biggie said. If uh, 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 he probably get bored if he went to heaven. He said, mm-hmm. you know, no sleeping all day, no getting my dick licked. It's like you know what I'm saying. Perfect <laughs> is some shit that really don't fucking exist because you could be good on paper. You could have all the right shit. You know what I'm saying? You know how 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 people have their little list. I want to do who got this and got that and did this. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 respectful, open doors. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, da, 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 fuck me real good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a long yeah. list of things that they want and shit. And you could hit all them shits and still not be perfect. True. Because a connection is a lot deeper than your motherfucking paper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it might not fit your paper. That's why sometimes. When the right person comes along, you know what I'm saying, you might not recognize them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you got your paper that you, you know what I'm saying, you're looking at all these things and, then, you know, he good here, he good there, but then this. You know, so it's like in the, in obviously yeah. they ain't have no connection. Yeah. She ain't even remember what the motherfucker did for a living. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, That's a yeah, dead giveaway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so he wasn't perfect for her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Even her brother was like, "Man, you ain't, we ain't feeling that." Name. Yeah, no, no. That's that's what I'm saying. It was written in, like you saw the 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 writing was in the show that this dude was about to get played out. Even though on his other show, did he get played show, out? He just yeah, wasn't. She just did. wasn't gonna feel him. He didn't get played out, but that, but that's why he got played out. Like I mean, it wasn't. He was almost like a throwaway character in a way. Sure, no doubt. But it's like even though he was a throwaway character, he was the same character. Right. But it reminds me of um something Dick Gregory said. Okay. Rest right. in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Dick Gregory. Damn, that was a tough one, man. But uh, you, I just felt like he was going to live forever, you know what I mean? Right. At least to 100, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, he said, uh, he would always say, he had this joke, because you would tell the same. You watch enough YouTube videos, you're going to hear the same jokes at least 20 times. Mm-hmm. And he would always say this joke about, if I win the lottery today, if I win the lottery... My wife, I might notice some things on her face that I never noticed before. She might be ugly tomorrow. <laughs> you know I might want to get my divorce tomorrow. Them papers might have to be in order. But right. yeah, so you're right. You know, the paper it could be perfect. Right. It be, might be perfect on this paper scale. Right. It might be not so perfect on this paper scale. And and, and, and with real life, though, you know what I'm saying? This was, you know, as far as people out there, you know, looking to get in relationships and all that. In real life. You know what I'm saying? You might even start perfect. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Everything might be clicking. Mm-hmm. But you got time. You got growth. You got, you know what I'm saying, responsibilities. When them kids come into play, your whole equation change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't even talking about the show. Yeah. Just saying in life. Yeah. 
people growth pro- and process the life process takes you through these stages where you might be internally the same or your your core might be mm-hmm. the same person but you have to face challenges in life that that you're going to be judged on yeah you know what i'm saying that you might have been perfect on paper and had did everything right. You ain't never cheat on your lady. Then you come into a certain situation in life and you might not handle it the way yeah. that she think you should handle it. Yeah. And a- then you get that little that little disappointment scar on you. And then mm-hmm. and then you gotta negotiate your way from there. Now you a different person to her. Yeah. Or she's a different person to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even got to be no cheating. It could just be some shit you handled the wrong motherfucking way. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, that's, I read something that said, uh, uh, the path is the, the challenge is the path. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The obstacle is the path. That's what it said. You know, we in meme, we in meme world, you know, okay. sisters like to put those memes up with all the writing and shit. Mm-hmm. We'd be looking for the booty on the um, Instagram, but they'd be having the memes up. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes those memes, man, they say some profound stuff and, and it said that the, the obstacle is the path. You know, so what, uh, what what did you take from that? You know, like you know, I don't know I, well, what that means. My favorite, it, it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which is, uh, "Life is all about the journey, not mm-hmm. the destination." Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and and that's where you're gonna be judged. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Even if you pass the qualifying test, you know what I'm saying? You got the money, you got the job, you got the house, you got yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? You're laying it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then them kids come. Mm-hmm. Then you got other situations that come in hand. Right? Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying? That attention ain't just you and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's these these kids and what they got going. Yeah. Then it's life that happens after that. Then they got to go to school. They got this. this, this, this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. you start adding shit that you ain't even think about in the beginning. Yeah. No, now you got to no negotiate No kids that for shit. me yet. No kids yet. Yeah. I need, I'm at that age. It's about time. Though. That's but when your shit changed. All my boys, you know, they didn't scare the shit out of me, man. That, that's One when of my you, boys just, him and his lady just broke up. They got four kids. That's when your shit changed, man. That's when it gets fucking real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And negotiating that shit negotiating life in between kids economics your own fucking day-to-day struggle Mm -hmm. your own challenges of where you want to be in life as opposed to where you at Mm -hmm. all of those things as to me as a as a as a man you carry all of that shit and you Mm -hmm. have to make sure that you're presenting the right motherfucking shit at all times, at least the shit that that's core to your your brand idea, your vision of who you are, mm-hmm. you carry that. So, like my man at Molly's crib, when the situation popped off, he obviously wasn't feeling her like that either, because he did not jump in that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If 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 you you carry that shit. Yeah, they just didn't have no chemistry, and that's the, the other thing. Like you could have. All of the boxes checked off, mm-hmm. but if you don't have the chemistry, it don't matter. And if you don't, if you don't do the fucking work, yeah. But some you, people stay together because their relationship is a business transaction. They look mm-hmm. at it like that. Oh, you okay. got that? You know, you know, it's like that Jack and Jill kind of situation where it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, I played with you as a kid, and you know, you, you grew up <laughs> with the same. I don't even know that situation. <laughs> you don't know about Jack and Jill? I do. I've heard of it, but I didn't grow you up know, in that shit. I yeah, me neither. I didn't, you know me neither. But so I went. I, to, I went to Hampton University. Oh yeah, that's so there's a lot of there's, there's a, lot a lot of Jack boozy, and Jillers there, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I just think you know, it's it's 
you had to be paying attention to all of those things. Mm -hmm. And some of those things you didn't sign up for. Mm -hmm. And But if you sign up for the job or if you're trying out for the job, in his case, you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a big test. Yeah. In an early date. You know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck would you do if I fucking break down at my mama house? Mm-hmm. Obviously he stepped to the side and let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo, it's a bit much. Yeah. All right yeah. now. <laughs> go ahead, Drove. Handle that. True, true, true. But you know, that so that's the deal. I, I at this point, you know what I'm saying, I, I do my Game of Thrones recap. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I know you don't watch the thrones. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? This I was gotta good. come back up. You, I gotta get you to watch all the ballers and then okay. come back and all right, talk yeah, about so ballers. I, I'll watch all the ballers. Yeah. So Game of Thrones was the finale, Matt. It was the finale and um, you know, they finished out season seven. And um I know you're not watching either. He's he's the book reader. Oh, okay. He's waiting on the new books. He's not fucking nice, with the show. Nice. So anyway. <sighs> Where do we start? <laughs> so in this m- m- particular episode, the the big thing is my man Jon Snow, and I know you ain't gonna watch this shit, so I ain't worried about spoiling nah, nah, it for you. By the time I get around to Jon Snow, yeah, it's, it's you know I, I'll be done forgot it again. Yeah, yeah. So Jon Snow as is you know what I'm saying they call him the bastard. You know what I'm saying he don't know who his real parents is and shit. Like you know the Stark, he from the Stark family, and they they kind of like the black people. I was about to say, you know what I'm saying? They kind of Is he black? No, nah, nah, no, ain't no ain't no black folks, but you know what I'm saying? Like I said, when you when you got your your mind, you can make whoever you you know what I'm saying? You can make them whatever you want. Okay. So the Starks are a black family. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the Starks, you know what I'm saying, are your black cousins and them and and John he came from it was a war and you know what I'm saying? His his daddy who he thought was his daddy just brought him back from the war. So his wife thought he was, you know, saying he went out there and fucked some prostitute or some shit, and now he brought this baby back with him after the war. So, but in reality, John's um, the dude who brought him back. His sister ran off in this uh, solicit, solic- salacious relationship that started a war, and they the rumor was that the dude came and kidnapped her. Okay. But in reality, what we find out in this show, they actually bring it all bring it all the way home that. You know, they actually fell in love and went, and he annulled his his um, his marriage with his wife and married this lady. They had a baby, which turned out to be Jon Snow. But since it was a war, it was dangerous for this kid to be known as who he really was, which is a Targaryen, who okay. was the leader who they was rebelling against. So they killed all the Targaryens except for the lady who the dragon princess, what I call her, the Puerto Rican princess. Okay. So now... Jon Snow and the Puerto Rican princess, they kind of feeling each other and shit. And so they consummated their relationship on this particular episode, the finale of season seven. But now, as they, the weirdest shit on the whole fucking episode was that as they're finally getting together after all this tension all season, they finally get into the, getting down to knocking the boots and shit. That's some old school 90s shit, I can say. You know what I'm saying? Boots. Knocking the boots. Since, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jon Snow and, and the Dragon Queen, the Puerto Rican princess, was knocking the boots. But as they're knocking the boots, they're discovering that they're really related. She's really his auntie. So they're narrating the fact that, you know what I'm saying, yo... 
this is your auntie, you fucking. He don't know this, but we're watching it as they're finding out. They're really discovering that this is the mm-hmm. real case. And he's actually out there fucking. So it's a weird scene. So it make you feel weird. You can't even really get into it because now you really know he fucking his auntie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, But that was a big part of the scene. But then, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the motherfucking shit, man, after all that. So, you know, it was a lot of talking. I felt like, you know what I'm saying, they brought a lot of stuff home, but this particular episode was, you know, like this season. It was a little bit rushed because they condensed the episodes down to seven, and you know what I'm saying? They rushed a lot of shit. A lot mm-hmm. of shit ain't make sense. So the whole thing was these motherfuckers had to go up into the cold section with the, you know what I'm saying, with the, um, the Trump people okay. who are actually zombies <laughs> called the White Walkers and shit. Oh, okay. And so they like the alt-right Trump people. That's coming to fuck up the whole everybody. Yeah, yeah. So that's when that's the whole winter is coming. Yeah, that's now winter is here. Okay, okay. So the Night King, and then you know what I'm saying, the last episode, they done killed the dragon. So the Night King got a dragon and shit. So these motherfuckers went out, the little the little dude convinced them to go out there and bring back a motherfucking white motherfucking zombie to take the show that the the sister who's the enemy to everybody. That these shits is coming, they're a threat, and we all need to fight together. Mm. So they did all this bullshit, got the dragon killed, got themselves down there killed to bring this shit back to show this lady, Cersei, who is like, she like your mean ass auntie. You mm. know what I'm saying? But mm. she murderous. Yeah. She don't give a fuck about none of y'all. All her kids is dead. I had, a, I had an auntie like that. Yeah, push her to the edge, all her kids is dead. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She don't give a fuck. So. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Old mean ass Cersei. So they brought the little shit to show Cersei that the dead, the army of the dead is, you know what I'm saying, here to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. She see the shit. She got shook. That's the first time you've seen her shook. But she still ain't give a fuck. She ain't give a fuck. She promised to help fight motherfuckers. Then after they left, she was like, I ain't helping them motherfuckers do shit. <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers do shit. They go out there, tie themselves out. Then I just take over all the shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What y'all ever did for me? I ain't doing shit for y'all. That's what she on. The old mean ass auntie who got some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got a brand new Cadillac area. Yeah. Come pull up to Thanksgiving with your furs on and shit. Yeah, That's yeah. her. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So... But anyway, after all that shit, they, they go back out to the winter. And they, you see the army of the dead marching. This motherfucker's got the dragon. The dragon is reanimated. We ain't seen him go to work yet because last episode he turned them. Yeah. They got this wall that has protected the, the, the regular folk from the winter people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The alt-right, white walker, Trump motherfuckers. So now this motherfucker got a dragon and shit. He come through with the dragon and the army of the dead. And the dragon just blast the whole fucking wall down that's been there for thousands of years and shit. <laughs> that shit is just blasted the whole shit, knocked the whole shit down in one move. So now they on the move. Now it's real. But the, I think the the trip, the most... Uh, <laughs> the most... <laughs> so these motherfuckers just knocked it. Just fuck your wall, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Trumpers. No, you can't trust them. Oh, shit. And then, so, the, the tripped out part about the show was that it's the dude named Littlefinger, right? He lived with, he he has been assisting one of the black sisters, the Stark, one of the Stark girls who was, you know what I'm saying, in, yeah, yeah. in peril mm-hmm. the whole seven seasons and shit since they killed her daddy. 
You know what I'm saying? She's been in peril. She finally made it home. Jon Snow left her in charge of the North and shit. This motherfucker here, Littlefinger, he like a sneaky, he like that cat in the hood who always instigating shit. He never got his own shit going, but he always in everybody else's shit. This the little midget dude? Nah, he not a midget. Oh. This, this nigga named Littlefinger. Okay. He the slick nigga in the hood. Dressed real good. He always got the freshest style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Clean, you know what I'm saying? He get the girls and shit. Yeah. But he always instigating. You know what I'm saying? He ain't never buying his own package. Mm-hmm. But he know who, who every who, you know who everybody who bought a package. Yeah, yeah, shit. I seen that motherfucker. He bought some shit over there. You know what I'm saying? He be he the cat in the strip club telling everybody business to the strippers. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Then the strippers tell him everybody business, so he know everybody business. Yeah. So Littlefinger, he been instigating shit through the Seven Kingdoms the whole fucking series. Mm-hmm. And this particular episode caught up with him. They finally murked him. You know what I'm saying? Damn. And it, it ain't real fun to talk with you about it because you don't really appreciate the gravity of that shit. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. gravity of, of Littlefinger getting murked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And see, so you got this cat, uh, Bran, who's three-eyed raven, which means he see everything. He know everything and shit. Mm-hmm. But he can. He has the ability to see everything. But he don't know everything yet. So Bran know that the motherfucker full of shit. But he waited all motherfucking season to tell everybody else that the motherfucker wants shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, damn, Brand, you could have said this shit in episode one. Yeah, yeah. So he broke the shit down. So Littlefinger so used to slicking his way out of shit. He's like, no, no, that's not true. You can't prove that. And then Brand be like, yeah, no, motherfucker, you said this, that, and the third, and the other. He's like, nah, motherfucker, how you know that? You know what I mean? Then they murked his ass. The little, the little sister who's the little killer, she murked him. Mm. And then, you know what I'm saying, it was dead. Then they knocked down the wall. It was over. Now we got to wait two years. Damn. And, you know. it's going. They're coming back for another season? Yeah, one more season. One more season? Yeah. Wow. I think it's six episodes. Matt that's, don't even watch this shit. So that's an expensive-ass show, man. It's good. It's well done. Yeah. I, I appreciate their expensiveness. Even yeah, though. My, my boy showed me some uh, a clip. And he was like, yo, it was the most amazing thing. And he's a DP. Right. My boy Eric Bronco, um, he looked at it and he was like, "Yo, man, let me show you this scene, man. You gotta watch. You gotta watch Game of Thrones." And he showed me this this dude, and he had his uh, sword out, and he was like going into battle, shit. And it was like a whole army coming to him, mm-hmm. and he stood there by himself, and he was about to just swing. And he his got sword. In his little stance. Yeah, he got his. That's Jon Snow. Yeah, he got his. <laughs> it got to be. And then he said, he said, like all of it looked like it was about to kill him, like the whole army was dead. Mm-hmm. And then his boys came right at this at the at last second. Yeah, that sounded like yeah, Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah. showed me that, and he was like, "Yo, do you see how many horses?" He was like, "All of that shit can't be CGI." He was like, "Yo." They just have an amazing no, well, amount of extra. They they shit. they multiply the like shit like that. The horses and like yeah, with the army of the dead. Yeah. They might say if they have a hundred people on the set, they yeah. turning into thousands. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I did see them do that shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was probably Jon Snow. He always in a situation like that. Mm. Every time there's a war and he in it. Yeah. He gonna end up in a situation where it's like, oh shit, he about to die. Yeah. And then he gets saved. Oh, he actually man. did die one time. And they brought him back. Okay. Like he, he came back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he he's meant to be here, as okay. they say. But right. he 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 the um he the black cousin with no with no daddy that he know of. Okay. But he about to find out that he do got a daddy and he's the rightful heir to the throne. And he just fucked his sister who thinks she's the rightful heir. Cause she's the last Targaryen, so she thinks. Yeah, yeah. And now 
They done had sex. Now she got to fucking come to the grips with that he's the actual rightful heir. And her whole identity is based on the fact that she's the last Targaryen. Mm. And it's her fucking throne. And that's why she riding so hard for it. Now she mm. got to come to grips with she's not that. Wow, wow. So Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion, Snoop mm-hmm. Dragon. The yeah. dragon is, we're going to call the dragon Snoop Dragon because you say he knocked the fort down. So that's. No, the, no, no. We can't root for No, we can't root for that. We can't root for your fort, little nick. No, now he a fucking zombie dragon now. We It's two other real dragons that we got to root for. Drogon. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. We it's got, three. It's, it's, it's three. It's three dragons, though. One got killed because they went on this stupid ass okay. mission to get this stupid ass. I remember it was three eggs. I, I, I did watch some episode where the dragons was locked up. And she she went and like either locked the dragons. Yeah, because they, they was out of control. They was out of control. They was the pit out. bulls running around yeah, biting motherfuckers yeah, and yeah. shit, going in the yeah. air by she garbage. Locked them up. She felt bad for locking them up. She yeah. didn't want to do that. That's when you got one of them badass pit bulls and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. that you ain't never put on a leash. Yeah. Now you gotta put them on a leash. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. But man, I appreciate you coming through, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, bro. And let them know where they can find you at. Oh uh, man, I'm on Facebook, but I can't accept no more friends on there. Now. Where the fuck I'm can I accept you? I'm up to the five thousand, so I, I have a, a a fan page on Facebook too. But um, really, I'm, I'm mostly on Instagram, Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Stephen same, Hill, same handle on both. Steve S T E P H E N Stephen with a P H, just like Stephen King. Stephen Hill H I L L A C T S X. Nice. And your next project is? Uh, next project. What am I working on? Damn. Oh, um, well, right now, Tales from Shaolin. Tales from, what's that? Tales from Shaolin. That's like part Wu- one. Wu-Tang Clan? Shaky Dog. I play, I play the, the role of Ghostface Killer. The real, like? Like the real Ghostface. You way bigger than Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's an interpretation no doubt. of the, the song Shaky Dog. If okay. you listen to that on the Fish Scale album, I think it's the second song. Oh, so this the the BET show? Nah. Oh, nah, no. Nah. This, this song's totally different. A lot of people think that, but it's just, you know, we've been working on this for a couple of years. We did a Kickstarter campaign. Shaky Dog. Yeah, and I, um, so if you listen to the track, all of his lyrics mm-hmm. are slowed down into my dialogue. And so, nice. it, so it sounds very Shakespearean, right? You know, because you might not know exactly what I'm saying. And when that's when that's coming, you can see it. Uh, that's out. We um we premiered here in New York and in Philly on the same weekend. We were at Black Star Film Festival. Mm-hmm. We were at the Hip Hop Film Festival. Nice. Um, and we won uh, best screenplay at the Hip Hop Film Festival. Nice. Um, and so we're gonna be the next spot will be uh, um Newark International. On okay, September 9th Alright, so y'all, y'all go check that out September 9th, Newark International yeah. Film Festival between, Yep, it's in Newark And it's between 2 and 4 o'clock We uh, screen right before some feature Shaky Dog yeah. Man, Stephen Hill playing the go role to, of Ghostface Yeah, Killer. you can go to TalesFromShaolin.com Ooh. Or if you want to just follow me You can go to StephenHillActor.com That's what you can say, Stephen Hill Actor yeah, and, um, you know, I'll be around. I'll be, um, we just finished the Miller Lite kickback tour. Just got back from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the people that came through that, uh, that, that are listeners to the podcast and came through to show love. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody who, um, showed me some love out there. And, um, shit, I'm going to be on the gram at Mr. Muhammad. On the gram, M-R-M-U-H-A-N-M-A-D. Holla at me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no travel dates to the end of the month. So I'll be right here in Brooklyn, New York City. Holla at me, you know what I'm saying? Let's go get coffee or something. All right, All right then. You know what I'm saying? Until 
Till next time, tell a friend to tell a friend and even the enemy to get in the conversation. We out. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.